Okay, recently on Facebook, one of my friends posted this question. If you could hire someone full-time to help you at your house, who would you hire? A maid, a cook, a um, chauffeur, someone to do your personal shopping? Well, hello, we have 11 people in my house. I am saying that a maid is what I want. That would be amazing. But the thing is that I've learned, uh, even when you have a housekeeper come in and clean all day, which I have once in a while, then by an hour later, it's going to be a mess again if we don't address the clutter, if we don't address the mayhem, if we don't really dig deeper, not just getting rid of stuff, but looking at our hearts. Why do we let things pile up? Why do we feel overwhelmed? Why do we feel like we can never get on top of things? Now, I am so thankful for my friend, Christy Clover. Now, you're going to be hearing us chat back and forth because, and kind of get a little goofy and maybe silly at times because she's an awesome friend. I am blessed to um, have met Christy at a homeschool convention. We're going we're gonna to be talking about that um, in a little bit. But the fun thing is that I also get to travel her when we go to homeschool conventions. She is my buddy. So we connect, we um, speak together, we've done workshops together, we share a table together and uh, when we're selling our books. And so she is my buddy that I get to see many times a year because we just love that. It's just so fun to have someone to share that with. She's been to my house. I'm hoping to get to her house. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if she can handle all the goyers coming to her house. But what I love, Christy, is that she just knows how to get organized. When we set up stuff, she has a plan. She has a system. And she's been an encouragement to me to go through and to um, work on my clutter, work on my mess. So today we're going to be talking about her book, Mom, M-O-M, Master Organizer of Mayhem. And I love the book. I love my friend. I love that she just encourages us to look deeper. Because the thing is that often we, if we just figure out a plan, if we figure out a system, we can do this thing. We can overcome the clutter. We can work past all those little things that just annoy us. Um, and so Christy has helped me develop systems in my life, in my homeschooling. She is the sweetest thing. When she came to stay with us, she helped me clean out my car and I, she's wiping down doors. I'm like, oh girl, just move in. <laughs> Come on. But I know that you will be encouraged today by Christy. Also, we're going to be talking to the end because she has a free course that she is going to be giving away. We're going to have the links in the show notes, training kids to help. It's a mini course. When you pre-order MOM, the Masters of Mayhem book, you can get a whole video mini course for free from Christy. So be sure you tune in and listen to that at the end of the podcast. Now here is my interview with Christy. You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. 
Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, on Walk It Out, a lot of things we talk about are like spiritual changes and spiritual growth and transformation and all that is like so important. And I'm sure we're going to talk about some of that. But I know sometimes the things that bog me down the most are the physical things around me, the disorganization, the messy kids, the filling, the clutter. We're going to be talking about a lot of those things with one of my favorite people, like honestly, one of my favorite people, Christy Clover. So welcome, Christy. Hello. Thank you. And you're so cute. You're one of my favorite people too. (laughs) Oh, I just love chatting with you. And um, Christy and I met at a homeschool conference. Oh, I think it's four years ago now, five years ago. I don't know. A long time. It was like, it was a couple weeks after you brought the girls home. Okay, so yeah, it wasn't very long after. Yeah, because it was. Oh, you're right. You had just jumped from six to 10 kids. And I was like, whoa, man, I was only one away from you like a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And we met at this conference. We just, um, I mean, I just love, she's one of those people you just want to spend more time with. And so I'm glad over the years, we've got to go um, and do homeschool conferences together. We've been able to speak together. So it's super fun to introduce her to all you guys. And I know if you've listened, she's been on my podcast before, but we're going to be talking about um, organization. But before we get there, Christy, just tell those who may not know of you or know much about you a little bit about your family. Oh, well, my family begins with Steve and I. And Steve and I met actually back in high school. Kind of fun. We have a, we have a fun story that we can get into another time. But we have been married going on 22 years this September. So really excited about that. And I love seeing how God has really grown both of us through all those years. Now we have five kids and Grant is our oldest. He's 17. Blake is 15. Wade is 11. And the girls just had birthdays and they are eight and six. Wow, they're growing up so much. They were little toddlers when we first met. I know. I know it's killing me. Like I look at Caitlin, I'm like, I still see a little bit of baby in you, but I know it's going to be gone by the end of this year. Yeah, and it's so, I mean, through the year, it's just amazing how fast kids grow and change. And um, I think so many times, like we, we see them when they're little and all of a sudden they're like big and we're all thinking of like graduation and college and, and I've done that. I mean, how are you feeling now that you're looking like your big boys and, and seeing like they're almost men. Okay, honestly, not good. It's not good. <laughs> like, it's exciting. It's wonderful. I love seeing all that God's done in them. But at, at the same time, I'm like, don't you want to just live here forever? Like, I was teasing Grant about that the other day because when he was little, we were, you know, we'd talk about, oh, and someday you'll get married and blah, 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 you know. And he's like, but, but I want to stay with you. I want to live with you forever. And I'm like, trust me, someday you're going to want to move out. And he's like, no, I'm not. And so I just knew back then, I'm like, he's going to want to. So I'm like, okay, you can stay with us, buddy, as long as you want to. <laughs> and now we're on the flip side. And I'm like, do you still want to stay home all the time? And he's like, no, I love you, mom, but no. And I'm like, <laughs> I know he'll come back to eat, but yeah. oh my goodness, it's crazy. I don't know how you do it. Well, and the cool thing is, and I, I see this in your your boys too, it's just, you know, when you build that family dynamic where we like spending time together, we do stuff yes. together, we enjoy each other. Like my, my big boys, because my daughter lives in Europe, so, but my big oh. boys, I mean, are at my house like three, four times a week. Okay, and that we, makes me yeah. happy. And we play games and we have dinner and they are, in fact, it was my 
two adult sons that, you know, after we adopted all these kids, I think we had them home two years. My two boys came to me and said, you guys need to go on a cruise. Corey got time off for work. Nathan got, it was, I think during Nathan's, one of his school breaks. And he says, go on a cruise. We're going to watch the kids for you. And it was like, seriously, because <laughs> they just Aww. saw like we needed that. So there is, I mean, that's the cool thing is that when they're adults, you know, and you have those relationships, but I think, you know, what you've done and as Steve have done and just, you know, pouring into your kids and family and homeschooling, all the things really builds that. And I've seen it in your kids and it is cool when they're adults and they still like coming around. So, so there's hope in that. Oh, I know we, Steve and I were actually, we, we, we go for date walks. <laughs> it's just our time to get away from the house and just kind of go, you know, walk it. We walk it out, Trisha. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we go and we walk and we just get a chance to chat. And it was so funny because on our last walk, we were talking about that very thing. We're like, what do we need to be doing now to make sure we're instilling in our older kids this desire to want to return home, to want to, you know, what what is it that's going to draw them back to our home? So right. I don't know. You've got the answer to that. Well, you, you know, tell it me. is. You're doing <laughs> it. You're doing it. It's the family time. It's the relationships. It's, you know, focusing on their talents and helping them and encouraging them. I think you guys are doing that. So you're doing a good job. <laughs> Thank you. And even <laughs> even uh, traveling with your older kids too, your older guys, and just seeing how they interact with other people. I, I don't know. You're you're in good yeah. shape, Mama. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love our kids. They're so special. Yeah. Okay. Funny thing. We're, I'm just going to insert here because it was too great. We were at a homeschool conference in Nashville. The same time as there was a cheerleading competition. <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh, yes. we're talking forty thousand cheerleaders. Um, yep, and and homeschool families and, and Amish homeschool families. It was at the same it was time. Entertaining. Okay, so mm. but I have to say, I was so proud of Blake, who I mean, there is like eye temptation around right? every, and he would just look away. He'd be like, "I'm like, okay, <laughs> he is doing so good." So just know, oh, yeah, great job. That's so good to hear. No, it was crazy. I'm like there, and I mean, I I will censor all the ways that I could say this, but there were um bust lines and booties everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And they're stretching and yeah. they're like dancing and bouncing. It's like, oh my goodness, please stop. Bows, bling, bust line and booties. That's how we right. could have. <laughs> yep. We would have yes. a label what? for that. Right. And like the glitter needs to start with a B for that one, but there's lots of glitter. Yeah. Bling. It's I guess very bling, shiny. Bling. Oh, bling. There. Yeah. See, you should be an author. You're good at that. But yeah, so all these things, but I think, I mean, we're talking about the home where we're talking about like the foundation and all we're instilling in our kids. And um, I think one of the things which, you know, this has been a hard struggle for me, adding all these kids to my home is just the chaos and the being overwhelmed. And I have to say, Christy's been here before. She stayed with me before. And I'm like, help me Yay. organize this stuff. <laughs> and Aww. I have gotten rid of probably... 300 books, Crispy. Woohoo! So we're we're on so the way. We're on the way. That was probably one of the funniest moments when, because, you know, yeah, I, I was coming to your house and you're like, help me organize. And I get there and I'm like, you're pretty organized. You just have a lot of people. So, but going into your bedroom was hysterical because John followed us in there. And the first thing I said to you was, um, so we need to actually probably pick out your favorite books and get rid of books. And John was so cute. He's like, yeah, I'm out of here. You just stuck on my mind. <laughs> 
Yeah, because it's like, I love books. It's my thing. Okay, but something that really helped me, I could love and support my author friends without keeping every one of their books. So that has actually like helped right. me. And yes. I share them with other people who can enjoy them. That's right. That's right. So, but, Just keep one or two if, if, you know, if that makes you feel like, woohoo, like I, I feel like I'm supporting you. Because I don't have all 70 plus of the Trisha Goyer collection. What? I know. I know. I know. But I have like 20. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Some of our duplicates, I'm like, man, I need to have like a Trisha Goyer giveaway. There you go. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So, and while we're talking about this, um, because you have a book that is just released, MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem. Okay. Tell us like your heart and like why you wanted to write this book. Okay. So we have like three hours, right? (laughs) I'm kidding. No, I actually, the the book has a fun backstory in that when I only had Grant and Blake and they were pretty small, I would have friends that we love, like, you know, we're a pretty hospitable family. We love having families over. And I was asked to speak at our, at our mops group that we were hosting at our church. And some of the friends that came over, you know, one, one of my friends was, was actually leading mops. I'm like, well, what should I talk about? And she was like, can you talk about home organization? And I'm like, you've been to my house. Why do you want me to talk on that? And she goes, but I have been to your house and it'll be crazy for a play date. And the next night you will have everybody over and it's spotless. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I just kind of pull things together and I have these systems. And she's like, no, exactly. That's that's what we need to know. How do you do that? Like, how do you have meals? You're not running to the store every day like me. And so I started really thinking, luckily I had time. And so I started really thinking through and kind of trying to figure out the big picture of what I do that's different and unique mm-hmm. for me. And so I came up with these 10 rules. And so I can like these 10 rules that were these overarching things that everything else can kind of fit in, you know, underneath. And so I gave my MOM master organizer of mayhem talk almost 12 years ago. And all the rules in the book are still there. So all the rules still work. They've you know, I've tweaked them a lot and I've changed the order so that it's easier for a reader to go through it. It's one thing when you're talking, you can be like, oh yeah, over here, (laughs) oh yeah, over there. But I wanted to make sure the book was organized. So that's how it happened was 12 years ago. And then you and I met and it's always been a dream to write this book and to turn it into a book. Cause every time I would speak in a mom's group, people wanted more. And I felt like, you know, the, the poor people in the back of the room, they're like, it's been, you, you had 40 minutes to talk. It's been 60, like, come, okay, stop talking. And I'm like, but they need more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, it was tough at the beginning. Cause I had so much information I wanted to give. So I, it had actually went from a one workshop to a two part workshop. And I did want to write this, write this book. And so you and I met and I remember finally kind of opening up to you because I'm like, oh, this, this author person's here at this conference. And so I was like, okay, so Trisha, this is book, you know, they said build a platform. I'm trying to build a platform, but what do I do? And do you remember what you told me? (laughs) You have no idea. It's actually the title of your Facebook group. You're like, Chris, you just need to write the book. It was perfect. Right right there. (laughs) Yes. So it was so great. She's like, you, 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 well, you were just like, you need to write it, write it. And I, and I remember just thinking, is it that did really I tell, that Did I tell you button chair? Cause I tell people a lot of time, like just stick your butt in the chair and like get the words on paper. Oh, <laughs> I thought oh, you said button. Like, I'm like, what? what about a button chair? Do I need a special chair? I didn't know that. But no, no, you, I, you probably said something to, to that effect, but it was, it was so good. I'm like, right. I just have to sit down and do it. It's, it's more of a discipline 
than a, and I feel like that's where people mm-hmm. get stuck oftentimes when, you know, to, to speak to those listeners who are, you know, interested in doing something, you've you got to just do it. Like it sounds so crazy, but it's it's the whole Nike thing. Just do it. Yeah, and I think so, yeah, but that's what yeah, I think the important thing is that um, for you, it's natural. Like you're like, oh, I just have these systems, and and everyone else is like, what systems? I don't understand that. I don't work in that mode. And I think that's so good. Like when like our passions that God calls us to are things that He puts in us that that we can get excited about or something that we're gifted at that we think, okay, it's easy. This is easy. And everyone else is like, no, what are you talking about? And that just shows you like God has gifted you to help people in this way because like you were doing it. You had little kids at home. It wasn't like you're like, I want to figure out how to write a book and I'm going to come up with this thing that will sell. But it was something that was pouring out of you that you were able to help other people. And I I love that. Um, And you're always like so encouraging, like you can do this and you organize this way. And if that doesn't work, you can try this. And um, I just love how your mind works and that you're just such a cheerleader for other people. I mean, sometimes you even cheer during the talks for other people. So <laughs> I do. I do. I love it. <laughs> I totally giggle because this year Chia gave me a mic and a stage and they said, go be fun. And I was like, what? So I got to MC Chia, which is the convention that you and I uh, like, first met yeah. at, which is the Christian Home Educators Association. And yeah, that's scary. I, I mean, I was amazed that they, they let me do that. But yeah. it was okay, super Christian fun. Mike, you're going to get something. You're going to get something fun. <laughs> I know. I'm like these people are going to wake up. So <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back to those because fa- you yeah. talked about those foundational things, and I don't know if we could cover all ten, but um, I think there is some like core things that people I think would help them if they can like if you know if someone said I just, you know I'm I have a couple minutes and I just really need you to help me get my home organized. What are like some core things that you would tell them? Ooh, that's good. Um, my really when when somebody like breaks it down that quick and simple, I usually start with mm-hmm. what is driving you crazy. And I mean, yes, the the simple answer is everything. Like everything's driving me crazy. But you really have to think of what is driving you the most bonkers. Where is something very broken in your home? You know what? And, and essentially, that's what you're looking for. You're looking to see what systems are broken and where do you need to create order. And so, if that is like in your kitchen, the dishes are always out. So let's figure out a way, you know, to get your dishes done. And it sounds funny to have systems for dishwashing. And all, I mean, you're like, you rinse them, you put them in the, dry, you know, the dishwasher. But sometimes you have to break mm-hmm. those mental rules. You don't realize how many mental rules we have because what happens. And it was funny because I had a girlfriend, I, I told her about this and she, uh, she made me laugh. She's like, I, I never thought about that because we have this rule often with speaking of dishes where we think we have to wait till the dishwasher is full and then I run it. But I'm here to say, you don't have to like, if you know, you need to wake up in the morning and you need clean dishes, either in the dishwasher or in your, in your cupboards, then that's when you're going to be figuring out you know, you're working backwards to figure out now, when do I start this? So you have to think of when does something need to be done and what does it need to look what like? And then you work backwards. So that was figure out your problem area and then work backwards towards the solution. So in our family, I know we need clean dishes in the morning. And if we don't have like, if the dishwasher person isn't the one who like, cause we rotate dishwasher people. <laughs> so, um, you know, usually it's the, the older two boys are kind of flipping back and forth on that the only chore that we rotate regularly. But with that, we are starting our dishwasher every single night. 
because we need to have those dishes clean. And the first person up in the morning is the one putting them away, meaning that if you are on dish duty for you're going to be emptying the dishwasher, it means during that week, you need to make sure you're the first one downstairs and putting the dishes away. And so it's a it was a weird way to kind of approach things, but it really helped. And, you know, I, I I tell myself it's not inefficient for, you know, or it's not wasteful to run an, un, I mean, like it's more than halfway full, right. but my dishes get clean because they're not all crammed in there too. So that is, that's an example of just, you, you figure out what your problem is and then you figure out what you want it to look like. I love that. And, work and I think it's so good that um, you d- can think outside the box. Like you were saying like, okay, we just need to run it. It doesn't have to be cool. <laughs> but another thing that I want to touch on is that you have systems for your kids. Um, and I think that's one of the things that has helped us so much, even though we're a big family, like everyone knows their chores they have to do. And we um, have a rotating system with the three older girls. So one always does the living room every day. One does the upstairs bathroom, which is theirs. And one does the kitchen. Um, and so they get the breakfast and the lunch dishes. And then they rotate the dinner stuff. Though. So the same three girls. And then the little kids do setting the table. They do cleaning the yard. And they do um, sweeping and mopping. So that's theirs. And we'll do it for like a season, like for a year. This is their little kids. But when I say... Um, right. Do your chore today. Like, right. first of all, the girls go to, we have a chart on the wall. They know, if they know the day of the week, they know what, yeah. Yes, I saw your chart. <laughs> they know what they I have like to do. Chart. Yeah. I took a picture of your chart. And, and so <laughs> when everyone knows what they have to do, it is so easy. Like, I'll get up and someone's already in there doing her kitchen chore because it's her kitchen day and it's not. And I think so many times the struggle is um, if we aren't consistent and we're changing things up too much and, um, like then we're always nagging them <laughs> all the time or trying to stay on top of it. So the, right. what, and I think you're doing the same thing. The more we can automate it so they know what they have to do, then we're not the ones like arguing or arguing with them or prodding them or nagging them. It's just like, this is how our family works and this is how it runs. And kids will get into that. I think the bigger problem is the parents taking the time to like sit down and figure it out. But once you can figure it out for your family, like just keep it going. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, in, you know, and that you actually touch on one thing that I think is so important and that is you have an awesome system for your family. And, you know, I, when I remember looking at your chart and your chart was so simple and easy and it was up on the, and I remember taking the picture, but I remember in my head thinking, mm-hmm. I don't think that would work in my home because my little kids are littler. And for me, switching every day right. was, was hard for me. Like, and that's, it, that's more of a me thing than probably my kids. They'd be like, Hey, it's Wednesday. Um, so what works in one family won't always work in another. And I think that's so important for our listeners to understand is that you have to figure out a way to glean from what other people are doing and tweak it for your own home. And that's actually the first rule in the book is glean and tweak. You know, we don't have to recreate the wheel. So we should look and see, like ask your friends, look online, what is working for you, but it's not necessarily going to work exactly for your family if it's working for someone else. And I have a chore system that may or may not work for other people. So, you know, some people do want their kids changing every day. Sometimes some of them want them to change every week. Some of them will do every year. And for me, like like where we are similar is that our younger kids mm-hmm. are keeping the same job um, for a longer time because it's too much for them. Like they're barely <laughs> like they don't even know what day it is. So for them to be like, 
it's Friday. What do you do? They're like, what does Friday mean? Where does it fall in the week? What color is it? You know, so that's where it's hard if you have a chart. So we try to, I've had all different, I, we've tried so many different things through the years, but it does depend on how old your kids are. I mean, if there's a mom out there she, you're nursing a newborn as you listen, you're like, what? I have no help. Like <laughs> the baby won't do much. So that is when you have to just relax. You know, there's going to be seasons and your kids will get more helpful. But like you did say, we do need to take that time to figure something out, to start tweaking. Like we have to try something and see how it's working, like what elements of this is working. So maybe your chart is awesome for Susie Joe homemaker and she's loving it, but you know, kid number two isn't really doing well with switching every day. So, okay, well then kid number two is going to have, you know, a, you know, three month chore list or something like that. So, you know, it's fine. Like for us, I, I was giggling because right now the girls, the little girls are getting into mm. dishwasher emptying mode. So they're the ones that are emptying the dishwasher. Now they're too short <laughs> to put the dishes up way up high. So we have a towel. Um, well, it's actually this little pad. It's a, a, a dish pad next to the sink where when they're emptying the dishwasher, if there's something up high, they can't reach. They know they put it there. And then the boy, so the, the older brother who's in charge of, who's right now supposed to be putting away the dishes, he's the one who is putting them up high. So we kind of, we're kind of getting, we're kind of transitioning right now. So, and that's just it. There's, there's going to be things that work and don't work. And, um, but the key is to get everybody working and that you need to be getting your kids to help. In fact, that's why for the pre-order yeah, bonus, I'm plug that real quick. <laughs> Um, that if you pre-order the book, um, I have a fun little mini course that I put together and it's based on actually a chapter and a half in the book on how to train your kids to help. So we talk really briefly on chore systems, but I do talk through a lot of the elements of how to train your kids to help and some different components that need to go into how you are building that system and things for you to consider. Um, you know, once we can train them, it, helps them not only in our home in the moment, but in life. Um, so, you know, I mean, we had my older kids that are now adults, yes. they've done laundry for a season. And you know, there's seasons where all of them did everyone's laundry because we only had three kids and two adults at home. So it was a little bit yeah. easier, but we only, I love that you <laughs> well, say now only. that we have we like have. 11 people in the house, it's a right. little bit different. Um, they are doing their own laundry, the older girls and stuff, but you know, and, and Leslie for many years helped me with meal prep. Um, you know, the, the boys helped in different seasons too, but you know, just today, so Ooh, yeah. she's 27 now, our daughter, she lives in Europe. Um, I'm, you know, on video calling her, you know, we talk almost every day over the phone, uh, video call. And she's sitting there with the baby strapped on the front of her, um, d- making apricot jam in her little kitchen in Europe, you know, and it's just like, and it was oh, like this so weird cute. thing. I'm, I'm just like in my mind, picturing her, this little toddler running around and helping me fold you know, little towels and stuff. But now like she has her own home in a foreign country with her baby and she's making apricot jam today. And it's just like all these things that, you know, we like, we definitely want the help in the moment at home, but it's training them for being on their own someday and um, 
maybe living on the other side of the world and being able to manage a household. Like all those things are so important. Right. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and your kids are going to learn those skills regardless. You know, you don't have to have this checklist of, okay, they have to learn all these things in order to manage their home. They'll figure it out. You know, they'll learn. But it is a life skill. And so that is what is so important is to do th- think about it that way. It is a life skill and it's character building because sometimes we have to think outside of ourselves and sometimes we have to pitch in and help even when we don't want to because there's just responsibilities in having a house. Yeah, is, absolutely. You know, okay. There's something I want to jump to and that is meals because I think this is another thing that stresses people out yeah. a lot and they have a hard time dealing with it. And I have a friend who's... Um, son was a residence assistant at a college and he's like first of all these guys don't know how to do their own laundry they don't even know how to boil a thing of ramen i mean these know, like <laughs> he's like i gotta go take care of the man babies because they don't know how to do anything but oh, i mean i think it's so goodness, important we do want adorable. to help our kids so they can cook more than just top ramen but i think even you know as our families grow and as we have busy seasons and you know now that fall's coming up we're going to have sports and all the things having control or having a system for our meals really makes a huge difference. So I would love for you to share some tips around that. So I love meal planning, Mm -hmm. but more than that, I love easy meals. And so I'm always on the lookout for easy meals. And once I make a meal, I try to figure out how can I make this even easier? So I actually, and this is like a little little fun hack that is in the book. um, So I do talk about it in there, but I have a binder that is all for easy meals. And so uh, if I find a meal, and I don't care if it's in my my big meals of, you know, like what this is my chicken recipe. So if it's a chicken recipe and it's easy, I make a photocopy and I stick it in my easy meals. And when I'm planning out meals for the week, I usually have like my, my phone realistically, like which has my calendar on it. And I'm looking like what nights are we going to be flying through the day and, you know, unable to come home and like, make something from scratch that's super healthy and wonderful and delectable. And it's like, well, no, that night I need to know that I can throw something in the crock pot in the morning because we're not, we're going to come home, need dinner and we need to go, you know, we're going to go hang out at these, you know, friend's house or something like that. So like even tonight we're going to friend's house. Um, so I, I know I, it's one of those, like a bring your own dish. And so I, I know that I need to <laughs> actually, after we get off our call, <laughs> go throw something in the crock pot, um, to make sure that I have food ready. Cause you know, we have some errands we have to run today. So that is the thing is to start accumulating recipes, a, your family loves and B that are easy and put them in one location. Because when you think to yourself as you're going to sit down and make meals, like, Oh, I would like to make some easy meals today. Your brain will go, hmm, I don't know what those are. And so if you have a spot where all those easy meals are listed, so that's where all our favorite crock pot meals go. Um, I will sometimes put freezer meal um, or recipes that are easy to make and will also do well as a freezer meal. So then what I do is I buy double the ingredients. (laughs) Sometimes, okay, so that's four times the ingredients because I'm usually doubling the recipe. Um, But I do, I will buy enough to duplicate the recipe for another night. And so as I'm browning the ground beef, it's not it's not that much harder to ground, you know, two pounds of meat and four pounds or three pounds, you know, so whatever it is, doubling that. So I'm just chopping two onions versus just the one. And I'm putting them all in there. And then I'm putting them in a bowl, letting it cool. And then I'm throwing it in a Ziploc and throwing it into the freezer. Because sometimes just having ground beef with chopped yeah. onions and maybe some garlic in there, right. that is the starter for like so many meals. I mean, we can do taco meat from that. And sometimes I'll even, <laughs> um, to make myself feel good about myself, I will 
<laughs> grate up some zucchini and put it in oh, with yeah. that meat mix because you know what? No one's going to tell if you got taco seasoning on it. It's still going to taste great. But then, hey, they got veggies. Um, so that is one of my little hacks for getting some veggies into, into people um, is to just go ahead and cook it and get it all set and ready so it's ready to go. And it can be spaghetti. It can be a casserole. It can be, you know, anything. It can, it can, you can yeah, do so absolutely. many things if you I'll just even, double it and freeze it. As I'm browning the hamburger for, you know, this meal and another one, I'll also like be browning some pork that I'm going to use for some verde stuff <laughs> in a couple days because, yeah. like you said, you're standing in the kitchen anyway. So if you're already standing over a pan stirring one thing, you can right, stand right. over a pan and stir two things. It's, you know. Right. I know. Steve was so cute. He showed me this article. It was actually in the process of writing the book because I was talking about how. I had a chapter in the book where I was, I was discussing multitasking and how sometimes we need to make sure we're not multitasking so we can focus. And Steve is so sweet because he's like, oh, you know, they have a new study out that shows that multitasking is actually not a real thing. Like it's impossible to multitask. And where that's true, if you're trying to solve a math right. problem <laughs> at the same time as write a chapter, like you cannot do those two things at the same time. But I'm like, that's not true. I'm like, have you ever seen me at dinner time? I'm like, I used to have like a baby on one hip. I'm stirring a pot. I've got, you know, a phone call right. going and I've got, I can answer your question. I'm like, I can, I'm like, I can multitask. <laughs> so it, it is funny because you, you can do some of that type of multitasking when it comes to meal planning, but the key is to, to have those things and to have them on hand. So beyond just having easy meals that yes, I'm going to shop for and have in the refrigerator ready to go. I do try to keep things that I just, I'm stocked up on. So we tend to keep meatballs frozen. I try to do the ground beef, uh, beef frozen, but I also keep a lot of marinara jars because if I don't have time to make spaghetti from scratch, which really isn't that hard, I, I do it so often just with, you know, tomato sauce and throwing in herbs and all that comes. Kind of, it's not terribly hard, but it's really nice to have a jar of marinara sauce and be like, done. Um, so I keep that. I keep pasta. We keep a lot of rice on hand. We keep, you know, canned beans. Mm -hmm. We keep a lot of just staples on hand. Absolutely. Yeah. So that way we can just. Um, in times like we're going on vacation, I don't want to go buy a whole bunch of fresh stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use those staples for the next three days when we leave for vacation right. because there's enough in our pantry that we can last a couple days. Um, and it's helpful. Like we have our favorite things that, and John, yeah. okay, John used to work in a grocery store. So he, our pantry, he like has everything in rows. Everything's lined up. Like he knows, oh, and he can tell you, okay, we need two more cans of corn because <laughs> there's a hole there. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Oh, that is so, so cute. Good. That is awesome. And actually, that is a good point. When you are meal planning, when you do need to think about the freshness mm -hmm. element, because yeah. I try to meal plan and shop for the week. So if I need to have fresh ingredients for every meal, I know that the lettuce is going to get wilty. And I know that the basil is going to start looking funny and, you know, things like that. So I try to, when I'm meal planning, like I don't, when I meal plan, I am kind of looking at what's easy, but it's not like I'm like, oh, Monday, it's Monday. We must make what I wrote down on Monday. It's like, ah, I'm in the mood for what's you know, listed for Tuesday. I'll do that. But if there are fresh ingredients that need to get used, I'm using that at the, you know, right after the beginning of either the week or just our, our meal planning right. timeframe. Because sometimes I'm meal planning on a Thursday. And <laughs> so I'm just trying to get through those, those fresh produce and that all the fresh stuff. And then maybe at the end of the week, I do have, like you're saying, those staples. And, and usually I'm tired at that point. Anyway, I get kind of excited. Like you go to the grocery store, it's all fresh. And By like, Friday, yeah, you're like, but, whatever. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. By the end of the week, this. I'm like, and I'm done. Yeah. Feed yourself. Yeah. There is cereal. Yeah. There is peanut but butter. So there is jelly. So helpful go feed thyself. I don't have a, like a binder, but I just have 
a spreadsheet that like if I see something on the internet, I just have the link there and I put it in there. Mm. Then I also have my list of stuff that I don't need a recipe for that I just know how to make. And it's all in there and I'll just open up that and like, okay, we'll do this, this and this. So I need to buy this, this and this. And um, yeah, it makes it so much easier. It really does. And, you know, Steve's always on me. He's like, you need to move (laughs) online. I'm like, I try, but I like I like the paper. And you and I talk about that because we were editing Homeschool Basics together. You were doing all your edits online. I'm like, I'm printing it again. (laughs) I'm literally cutting and pasting. And you're like, what? And I'm like, and I took a picture. I think I showed it to you. I'm like, I was literally cutting out a section and taping it. It's called cut and paste on your computer. You (laughs) cut and paste this paragraph and move it up. You don't need to print it. I know. But I'm spatial. I need to see it. I need to see how it feels and flows. That's why I do what I do. I'm spatial. I'm like queen of Tetris. So I can I can look at a space and be like, that's going to work there. I've seen you unpack your suitcases. And I do it with writing conferences too. When you have all your product and all your banners and all. It's like, it is like Tetris. You're like. Yes, that's right. I I dare someone (laughs) to try to get all that stuff back in my suitcase. They would need three suitcases. I know. I always laugh at the grocery store because I can I can get to the counter with one cart, <laughs> and you know, so I've got my it's rounded, it's a rounded cart. But like right. <laughs> by the time I'm walking out, I've got two rounded carts because they just they can't figure Aww. out how to get it all the fit. Okay, again. before we like, close yeah, out, I, I know there's a part that I want to <laughs> talk about. One more thing because it's like symbolizes you, and if it symbolizes your every conversation I've had with you, and just your heart, and that is the joy part of it. Because um, you know the subtitle. Aww is simple solutions to organize chaos and bring more joy into your home. So let's talk about just that joy part in general, because I think it is when we are trying to manage the chaos and cook and clean and all that stuff, it does rob us of joy. So how can we bring joy back into our home? Well, when we are trying to keep chaos organized, like I feel like that's what we're a lot of times doing is we're managing our stuff. We're trying to, you know, stay on top of so many things, whereas whether it's our schedule or it's our house, when we are being purposeful in getting rid of the excess and, you know, and in clearing our space and creating an environment where there's more peace, the joy comes. And so it's hard in different seasons. And sometimes you're just being, it's a choice. Like I will find joy, even though my counters and are messy and my floor and it hasn't been vacuumed in a week, but you have to really seek out that joy and choose it. But at the same time, I know in my heart of hearts that when I am being purposeful in my home, that I am freeing up the environment for us to all take Mm -hmm. a breath. Because when you walk through the house and you see to do, to do, to do, to do, it's cluttering your brain. It's just one more thing that you're like, and I can't, you don't feel truly restful. And I think when we are mindful and staying on top of things. And, you know, my house, my, well, <laughs> we're getting ready for a remodel. My house is a complete mess right now. But, you know, when, <laughs> so I am definitely walking through the end of the night going to do, to do, to do. But I, <laughs> but I also try to make sure that, and this is, this is a weird hack. It's not in the book, but it's a right. weird hack. At least find one space that can be your happy place. You create a whole write. book, the happy, wow, I the happy put that space. In the next book, no, the happy place. <laughs> but do you find <laughs> right the happy space? Right. I'm like you're gonna have to remind me of that. But no, create one space that can be your happy place. So that used to be my pantry. So when the kids were littler, now it's really hard to keep the pantry um, organized because I have all seven of us moving things constantly in the pantry. <laughs> so when I get it organized, I do just stand in there and I'm like, ah. So nice. But you do want to have a space where you can just go and find like, okay, I can relax right here. There's nothing to do. And you can kind of reboot your system. So, you know, and that's why like I suggest 
organizing by room. So you can create a room. And, and I, I really encourage people, make it the room you, you and your family spend the most time in. So it, when it comes to prioritizing, figure out where in your house really needs your focus and attention um, because that's where you're going to do your the hub of your ministry to your family. So figure that out and you know try to get it as organized as you can, create some systems in there. And it is amazing the joy you will feel because even kids who... I call them the mess makers and we're trying to teach them to de-mess, but even those mess makers, they do enjoy that, that peace that comes. And I know my husband, Steve, he really does need, you know, less chaos because things can be chaotic in other areas of your home. I mean, other areas of your life. And so when you have that home base where you have at least a, an area where you can go, okay, now we're all going to just yeah, take a absolutely. breather. I love that. And, and I love, it is love, amazing the joy like, that can I come from I even that. think like we're going to have friends over for dinner tonight. And you know, I try to keep like my entry way pretty clean and organized and my living room pretty clean and organized. Um, our homeschool yeah. stuff is right off the front door in our dining room. I just know that will not always be clean and organized. But, you know, they go walk through the foyer. The living room's usually pretty clean and organized. And then you can invite people over. Because I think that's another thing, too. When you're feeling like, oh, my house, there's so much stuff I have to do. Yeah. Um, I know my friends probably won't go up to my kids' bedrooms. I'm not going to worry about my kids' bedrooms today. you know. But we're going to sweep the entryway. The living room's usually always pretty All picked right. up. That's one of the daily tours. So at least once a day, it kind of gets picked up by one of the kids. Um, but then you, you feel that freedom where you can invite people over. And I think so many times we don't don't offer hospitality because we feel like exactly. there's just too much I'm going to have to do to invite someone over. Oh yeah. And that's so important because I really do view our home as, as our ministry hub. Like this is where I'm ministering to my family and where we're ministering to others. Like we are always trying to open the door. And I love Jen Schmidt wrote a book called just open the door. And it's so, per I love the title. Cause I was just like, Oh, so perfect. Um, because that is it. Like, and I feel like that's part of the point of my of of mom too. The M O M book is that mm -hmm. I want people to feel comfortable opening the, the door. So when you have a friend pop by, you don't be like, "Hi, let's have a conversation at my front door," because I really don't want you to step yeah. foot into my home. Um, and we have to get past that too. <laughs> like it's okay; they will love you even in the mess. But like, I want to always feel like I can use my my home. And so I love that. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like we have those those areas pathway, people. <laughs> that we try to create at least a pathway to. <laughs> To come. That's right. That's right. Clear space. But yeah, like you home, but at the same time, it's okay for your house to look lived in. You are a homeschool family. You are a family that has 11 people living in the home right now. So yeah, they're going to, that's life. And so, you know, if I were to walk into your house and it was in pristine condition, I'm going to feel a little overwhelmed um, because I'm going to think if Trish can pull herself together and have it looking this good and, yeah. you know, like well, that can be overwhelming. So it's okay to be real with people. But if that's just your thing and that is just you, then I'm going to walk in and be like, oh, of course, Trisha, you know, her life reflects who she, I mean, her house reflects, right. you know, the way she is or whatever. But I you don't, don't feel worry like about I have that. to you're put gonna, on this facade of You're being not going to find my time, house so. pristine anytime soon, Christy. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I just love. Oh, yeah. you're so ten, 10 years from now, we'll have the youngest one. No, He'll be 18. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit cleaner. So we're good to go. <laughs> 
Oh, Christy, I just love this talk. I just love your encouragement and just your help. And I know people are going to love this book. So um, MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem, where can they find out more information? Well, they can find more information at either – You, you. I'll give you some some options here. Okay. You can go to masterorganizerofmayhem.com or you can just go to my, my website, which is christyclover.com. So that's Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I, and Clover, just like four-leaf clover. And if you put a little – slash mark or is it the forward slash I always forget like forward slash backslash forward slash, I think forward forward slash <laughs> and then just type in mom book and it'll pop up right oh, there good. and so and on that page um, there's links really you can buy the book anywhere books are sto- sold online uh, right now so pre-order or whatever but if you go to that forward slash mom book that's where you can type in your receipt number and your email and you get access to the free um, pre-order bonus, which is training kids to help. Perfect. That sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, friend. Absolutely. It was such a joy. Thank you for squeezing me into your schedule. Oh, yeah. Hope to see you soon. Oh, yes. Well, hopefully it's in December. Hopefully. So, yeah, woo-hoo. I'll be down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Trisha. Thank you. Okay, did you write down those tips? Now, Christy and I, like, we barely covered anything in her book. I just want you to say, go check out, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, go to your local Christian store or bookstore, anywhere where books are sold. Look at the table of contents. There are so many things that she covers that I know will be helpful to you. Um, Just take a month and go through one chapter and work on the systems that she talks about it will be amazing. Now, one thing we didn't talk about, which um, I thought about later, but I want to add here. So my friend Christy, they ended up going, I think they have a family condo in Hawaii and they go with family and they stay in this condo and she packs freezer meals to take. Like this is how organized this is a girl. I'm like, you do what? Like she freezes all these meals ahead of time. Um, and then she packs them in a suitcase, frozen takes them to Hawaii. When she gets there, they are still frozen, she assures me, um, and then puts them in the freezer. And so when they're vacationing and going to the beach, she pulls out her freezer meal. I guess they have a crock pot in their condo that they stay at. And she has dinner. I'm like, this girl has it together. And I always love when I have something like Christy, I need help. Give me an idea. Help me brainstorm this. She is always quick to help, not in a condemning way, but in a fun, encouraging way. So Make sure you check out her book, M-O-M, Masters of Mayhem. Now, I want to think about um, not only the peace that organization brings, but it starts with our heart. It starts with us seeking God and letting him have control of our hearts and letting him focus our attention on what is really important. And so today's Walk It Out verse is... Um, Colossians 3.15, and it says, Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. And so as we're talking about this outward clutter, again, we must remember that this peace starts in our heart. It goes back to um, what God is doing in us and through us. And yes, there'll be times when we are completely overwhelmed. We can barely keep up. I remember we first brought the kids home. The adopted kids, we adopted seven kids from foster care. There was chaos, and there are still days where there are chaos. I'm sitting in my room. There's piles around me because my office is down in my room. Um, the dining room still has school books on it. The kitchen, hopefully it'll be clean because that's one of my kids' chores. I'm going to go check when I'm done with this recording. But 
having this many people, I just have to tell myself there will be some level of chaos. There'll be some level of mess. Shoving two full rooms of stuff into one bedroom, there is some level that I'm okay with. There are things that we need to organize. There are things that we could say, you know what? I'm in the seasons of li- season of life. This is where I'm at. It's a, this is where I am at. And it's okay if there's a little clutter. But also, we need to turn to God and let him rule our hearts. Let him have the peace. Because I found so much when I get overwhelmed, if I go and just seek the peace of God, that it will change everything. It will change my attitudes. And often, from that peaceful place, I will find solutions. So um, I just want to pray for you. So dear God, I thank you so much for my friend. I know that so many of us are just overwhelmed with all the messes, all the chaos. We don't have the systems. We don't have a plans. We feel like we're just running from one thing to another. Um, I pray for peace today, peace in our hearts, peace to let go of expectations, um, peace to develop systems. I thank you for resources like Christie's book, Lord, that can help my friend. And I pray that... Um, by the end of the day that there will be more peace, more joy, more ideas after listening to this podcast than there were before. So bless my friend today. Also, thank you for Christy. Thank you for the bubbly joy that she is in my life. Like whenever I'm feeling down, I'm like, I just need a Christy uplifting (laughs) fix. Will uh, Marco Polo or Boxer, I know she's a blessing in my life. And so I just thank you God for her. Um, Be with us today and help us to have organization as you are the great creator and organizer help us today in your name we pray amen well friend thank you so much for um tuning in to walk it out i pray that you will be encouraged that you um hopefully enjoyed this conversation that i have with christy now also i want to mention we talked about before um, but christy and i have wrote a book together so Uh, She was the one that organized it. Are you surprised by that? No, I bet you're not. But we wrote a book together. It is called Homeschool Basics. And um, the subtitle is How to Get Started, Keep Motivated, and Bring Out the Best in Your Kids. So if you homeschool or are interested in homeschooling, know someone who homeschools, check out this book. Um, You can find it online on any bookstore. online that amazon.com or you can look up on christy's website and my website homeschool basics how to get started keep motivated and bring out the best in your kids and again remember to check out Chris, christy's new book um mom and then also get that free training course all the notes will be in the show notes all the links you can click on things and get that And I know, friend, you will be encouraged by that. And if you ever want to connect with me, I'm author Trisha Goyer on Facebook. I am Trisha Goyer on Instagram, which Instagram is quickly becoming one of my favorite resources and also ways to connect with people. So you can send me a private message there or you can always drop me a line at hello at TrishaGoyer.com. Well, friends, thank you so much. I pray that you will have a great week. And yeah that mail pile just go organize it you'll feel so much better afterwards thanks for listening to walk it out head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com if you love the show share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world we love new friends see you next time